G'day all, and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns, and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA, plus more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. G'day all and thanks for listening to the Football Podcast. You're here with Ash and Garns and we're here to talk all things AFL and NBA plus more. G'day everyone, we're back and we've got another massive day today of talking about the NBA and the AFLW. Uh, Quickly, just off the bat, uh, we're not going to talk about the NBL today, Garns. We're we're not going to go into that as we're doing on Friday night. It's this a bit harder week, and, and it hasn't actually game. started. So, um, Jack Jumpers yeah. figured out what they are, Ash. <laughs> it's, an, it's an ant local to Tasmania that's venomous. So, yeah, all right, I'll give it a good name. Yep, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, probably, probably a good one considering it's only located in Tassie, I think. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but, yeah, let's, let's kick things off with the NBA and um, let's jump straight into Phoenix. Whoa. Wow. They just took out... The streak. Yep. They, um, what, 17, 18 games now under, um, in a row they've won. And they beat Golden State Warriors. And it wasn't just a... It was a beat down, Ash. Like, they had... Aton is probably one of the best centers in the game. Probably the best, I'm calling now. He's mm. the most informed player as a big. Um, better than... Um, Julius Randle, I think, he, and who's having a good has year. He, has he learned from last last season's playoffs? Oh, it's a bit hard because Giannis, Giannis is so hard to defend. So, Aiden played three good series before he went up against Giannis. Giannis yeah. is a freak. But Phoenix, they, um, they've got, they're 100% better than what they were last season. Yeah. And they made the finals. And they added key pieces because when Aiden went to the bench, they had no backup center. Javar McGee doesn't get spoken about. He's firing. Yeah. Is he's been he's been on a few championship contenders just as that backup piece and and he's he's, won, he's provided and him. he's won with Golden State he's won with Lakers with LeBron, um but no he's he's the a key element and another one they got brought in Shamit which I was a bit concerned about with because he doesn't really play D that much, but he's knocking down threes he's really brought in and anyone that plays with Chris Paul gets better yeah but the one player that. I think is in contention to be defensive player of the year is Bridges. Ash, what's your thought? Oh, Bridges. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's a good defender. I don't hear him getting spoken about much, so it's a it's a good call. It's... Just if you're listening, do yourself a favor. Go watch the highlights of Golden State versus um, Phoenix and watch Bridges smother Curry. Smother Which Curry. Not a lot of people can do. No. He, he gets on the move and no one gives up with him. He, that, just if you look at Sun's list, though, like they've answered needs. They've got obviously a legendary point guard, point guard they dub him, and he just makes everyone better. Like that's what a point guard should do. Exactly. He scores, he passes, he defends, he rebounds, he do- makes the team better. He's another coach on the court. He sets it up. They've got a lethal scorer and Booker. He's basically the quarterback of the team. He's he? a quarterback. He's one hundred percent a quarterback. He's the in the engine room. He's the one that controls everything and. You can make the argument they should have won the finals last season if it wasn't for a, a sprained shoulder and a COVID scare. Like, if 
do, does Drew be able to guard him if Paul's 100% healthy? I'm not sure, but what's happened yeah, he definitely, happened. definitely stopped himself from, from doing some of the things that he yeah. usually would do. So, yeah, you, you're right. You got Devin it, Booker, you know, lethal scorer. He, before he got injured, I was thinking first team, all NBA, even second team. Um, floating in between who goes um, out of... Uh, um, if James Harden steps up, because he's playing pretty well, and how Curry's playing, and how Chris Paul's playing. Can you put Paul and Curry in the same All-NBA team? Up for discussion. Um, or Luca even. So he, he was in contention of being top five guard, yep. put it that way. And they got Bridges, Crowder, and um, Cam Johnson, who can defend three, two to five. Like, yep. they're that good defensively. Yeah, which is which is handy to have when when you have a lot of rotations going through that spot anyway. So. And they hustle, man. Like we're both big on hustle defense, and yeah. they hustle. They made. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jay Crowder, that's yeah. for sure. And yeah, I, but... was, I was a bit upset when Memphis let him go. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like they just made Golden State Warriors work, and I can tell you right now, Phoenix will sweep any team in the playoffs if they play like that. Or they they could go sixteen to nine. That's how good they're playing right now. Yeah, I mean. Playoff streak. Uh, <laughs> it could have happened. Well, there's only one team that's made it. Well, there's been a few teams. Lakers went 16-1 uh, um, yep. in Shaq and Kobe year when they beat Philly um, with Alan Iverson on the other team. And Iverson did that step over Tyron Lue. But uh, the Celtics were pretty close to it in um, 86, I think it was. But no, Phoenix. But I do see a weakness. And we'll get Ooh. into that later. But I think Phoenix has a weakness. I think... Every other contenders will get through it later, but they all have weaknesses. Well, we'll, wait, we'll wait to hear your kryptonites. Yeah, kryptonites. There we go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, ha- let's uh, let's jump over to East. to Giannis yep. and, and and the Bucks, and obviously they've they've found their groove now as well. They're they're slowly getting their injuries back, and they're settling in. They're, I think they don't I have... think Giannis is starting to starting to find his rhythm a bit again. So, well, he didn't really lose it. He's just finding his rhythm with his. His core players around him, and I hate when people dub that Bucks team a super team. Ash, like I really hate it. Yeah. That's a that's oh, a, a home. That's, gr- it's the same team. as it's the same as Golden State. A lot of a lot of play people say that they're they're a built team and all that sort same of stuff. Same as Phoenix but, as well. They a, brought him a lot of Paul. yeah. They they yeah, but the same as like Golden State. They they bring in Kevin Durant and then it's dubbed a super team. Yeah. Before that, they had all guys that had been drafted. Same as same as Bucks. Same as Phoenix has, obviously, Chris Paul being brought in, but majority of their players are all being drafted. Well, if you really want to get technical, you should blame Pistons for letting Middleton go. Because he was a second-round pick. They go, no, nah, we don't want him. We're going to trade him for some cash, I think it was. And yep. Giannis was 15 pick. There was 14 teams that could have picked Giannis before the Bucks did. Yep. And Drew Holiday got traded for nothing. Yeah. Like, it was, so... Really, it's not really a super team because they still built them into the way of being a championship team. But the other player, Bobby Portis, he's, he's the fan favourite at Milwaukee, mate. Like, yeah, he's, he's killing a, it. He's a fan favourite and he's providing. Like, he's, he's rebounding like crazy. He's, he's scoring his 15 points off the, off the bench or if he's starting. Starting, you know, yeah, he's, sometimes. He's playing, playing the, like those big minutes now and on the contract that he's on, he's providing a yep. lot for that team. I agree. And the other thing is, like, you've got to have that player that's going to do the dirty work and he doesn't mind doing the dirty work and the other key um, addition to that um, Bucks team is Grayson Allen. Grayson he does, Allen. Yeah, he does the same thing. So Yeah, I think he's finding his groove a bit in the NBA as well with, yeah. the, with the Bucks. I think he's enjoying that team. He's, he's shooting probably the best he's shot since he's come into the NBA. Suits his style, man. He's a he's a workhorse. He's a grinder. He he battles. He fights over picks. Like he's if you, good, he's a good defender as exactly. well. Which is yeah, which is really good for the team. Which trends with the Bucks. They're they're a really hard working team and and obviously then he's he's working. He's obviously worked really hard on his shooting yeah. as well. And it's, it's pain pain benefits. But it just yeah, it outstands me with um how good Milwaukee are doing without some of their players. Like they're in and out. They still got to bring. Devin, Ten- Gen- Devin Chencho back. Yeah. Like, that's going to be another, add another element to their team. Pat Connington is hitting three threes a game nearly, and he's servicing off the bench. Um, but Phoenix and Bucks, they're the two hot teams, I think. And yep. um, yeah, they might drop a couple of games here and there, but they were in the finals for a reason, and they're backing up with proof yeah. of how they're playing right yeah, now. And I think they're starting to show that they're going to be back. Yeah. But. Yeah, moving moving over to an, another team 
not not one that's really performing too well, but I think they're really really in between where they need to be in in Philly. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Philly, they're hard because you got obviously the Simmons thing hanging over. Yeah, and I think that's playing a massive part on on the team. They've got they've got the team there. Uh, they're clearly going to trade Ben Simmons at some stage. If they, I haven't if, seen it happen. If, like they, if, it's if they, if they let this drag out for four years, what a waste of Joel Embiid. What a waste of Tobias Harris. What a waste yeah. of Seth Curry. Not Seth Curry. Sorry. What a waste of Doc Rivers. But yeah, like it's just, you know, like all these guys, Tyrese Maxey, he's just getting like he's obviously getting he's better. he's getting the minutes. He's he's benefiting from this. But where are they going? Oh. Are, are they going to be a contender at the they're, end of the they're season? They're in the middle. In, they're a ship in the middle of the sea. They've got land on one side, and they've got the the longest route possible. And it, are they get? I can't see them winning the title. It, it, like if we're talking about, we're going to talk about contenders in a second. They're not in the contenders. No. They're they're just a team to make up the playoff spot unless they make a trade, which we'll talk about yeah. later. But like you said, they're wasting wasting Embiid. They're just wait. They're just wasting their time. Really, I want to be sitting here on my hands, just going, oh, "I'm going to get Ben Simmons." Like you could trade him. You should have traded him four months, five months ago. Especially with the comments you made about him yeah. from your start, from Embiid and Doc Rivers to get more value. If Joel Embiid's your guy, then you could put more value around him. Yeah. So and we played around um, during the week about some trades. It's so bloody hard to get a trade for for Simmons. That's for value, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have have to add in picks and stuff to to jazz it up a bit, but yeah. to meet to meet his contract now now with what's going on with it all, it, it's a it's a lot harder to find that. And you need to try and get your deal. quality as well. Like Ben Simmons, a quality defender and and a contributor and playmaker. Like you you're not gonna get it. But Ash, we'll get into Simmons later. Yes, the big. So let's have a look at your contenders. Let's have a look at your, your the kryptonites for your contenders. Yeah. So I've got six teams that I can see. All right, three from the east, three from the west. Yeah. There can't be no dark horse. Obviously, there's going to be a dark like Miami Heat in the bubble. Yeah. Came out nowhere. Yep. Like you're going to have those, but three teams from each conference that you can see. You can guarantee holding, that they're going to be there at the pointy end. Yeah. Well, one of those six teams will be in holding the Larry O'Brien team. Trophy, I think, or yep. competing for it in yep. the final series. So I'll start with um, the East, and I'll get you a yes and no, um, and then we'll talk about the Kryptonites a little bit after that. But I've got my three teams, the Nets, the Bucks, the Heat on the East. Nets, if you've got Kevin Durant, you're pretty good. Yeah. And they've got James Harden. They've got their start. They're still the top, their top number one seed in the East right now. Yep. As we speak on this Friday night. Yeah, and really, they haven't really blown anything out of the water. With, no, with they haven't. They have, but this is where I'm actually liking what the GM's doing at the Nets. Because they're like, well, Kyrie, you do your own little thing. Look at us winning. You're not going to get the ring because you haven't played. Like, he has to be able to play to get that ring. True. So, he hasn't set, got one minute. So, they could win it. I think Bucks could 100% repeat. Like, they're, they're for me, are the team... That I mean, way. if you got Giannis, he's probably the most unstoppable guy in the league. When he gets, and he's just when improving. he's when he's on, when he's on, he's probably the most unstoppable. Not forty nine, not, not fifty one, <laughs> fifty in a closeout game. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a freak. And then we like hustle defense, Ash. Mm-hmm. We love defense mentality, and that's the heat. Heat bring. That defense intensity. They bring Although the heat. Bam, they bring the they heat. Bring the heat. <laughs> they bring the heat. But Bam got injured yesterday, so yeah. we'll see how that transpires. But you got Jimmy Butler, who makes Durant makes Giannis work for their buckets. Yeah. So you got PJ Tucker, who's the guy that. Yeah, he, but you, he's, Jimmy he's, Butler's. He's, yeah. If he's right for the playoffs, is what I mean. At least yeah. they've got he's he's going to be the guy that goes to EKD. They got the Morris. They got so, the Lowry. So. They got Tyler Hero playing out of his skin. They've got bloody Duncan Robson not so much yesterday, but he's playing really well um, for his contract. And now on the West, we've already touched on the Phoenix Suns, man. Like, yep. Chris Paul, he's the point guard for a reason. He's just dominating. Aiton's playing awesome. Crowder's contributing. And Mikael Bridges, like I said, he's playing all-star level. Mm-hmm. He, if he doesn't get an all-star this year, I'll be pretty disappointed in the all-star system because... He's made that jump. Like we talked about in our in an earlier pod, 
the players that will make the jump, he's made the jump. He literally laughed in LeBron's face when LeBron was playing on him. Like, he yeah. puts LeBron's in fit. He puts um, he put uh, Wiggins, who I thought was playing tremendous basketball. Wiggins was like, no, nah, I don't want anything and pass the ball back out. Like, yeah. didn't want anything to do with him. Golden State Warriors, you've got to have him, especially the addition of Clay. Coming in, yeah, they've got to be, they've got to be in there. Obviously, and, they were, they were the hot team as well before yep. coming up against Phoenix, so. and they can make a trade. Like we talked about it in an earlier pod as well. Like they can generally make a trade and add something in. Which but would you do it? No. I, I reckon you could. I, oh, we're going to talk about the Kryptonites later and what fill the needs in. But yeah, and my other one, I'm tossing between two of them, but right now it has to be Utah. Utah playing. Team basketball, they're just they're the you, the only thing is you don't know what you'd get in the playoffs. Obviously, you're losing to Denver two seasons ago. Yeah. After leading three one, yeah. and then Clippers just manhandling Rudy like yeah. he was. Yeah, sometimes he can be a bit of a liability in the playoffs. As much as he's a great defender, he can be a little bit of a liability yeah. not being able to do the switches. But it's like Dallas. Dallas didn't want to play Clippers for the exact same reason because yeah. Clippers went small ball, dragged Pazingas outside the yeah. to the perimeter. Playing where they don't want to play. Yeah, so. and it's what they did to yeah. Utah. So Utah can win it if they have the right line, obviously. Yeah. Well, this is where I'm a bit interested. I, I'll, I'm interested to hear what your kryptonites are for these big contenders who who we think are going to be in the in the pointy end of the season. So, I'll start with the informed team. I think the way to beat Phoenix right mm-hmm. now is not with a Steph Curry. It's not with a LeBron James. It is with oh, probably a LeBron James ten years ago would probably have yeah. the score. You need a Giannis. Like Kevin Durant, as good as a scorer he is, can pull up for a shot and stuff. Mikael Bridges matches body types with him. He's pretty yeah. same space Long and that. Long yeah. and can get back and get, get in his face. Giannis like, destroyed Crowder in that final series. Giannis dropping 50... Aiton was getting into foul trouble, kept fouling. Giannis is that long and strong. That's it. He's just a beast. And they've got a defensive point guard that doesn't mind sacrificing the body. Mm-hmm. And in Drew Holiday against um, Chris Paul. And they, they match up. Bucks really do match up better with, with Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. So that's where it is. Golden State Warriors, any team with long 3 and D guys. And what I mean by 3 and D guys... The play the small four position, long, stretchy defenders, defenders, athletic ability like Phoenix, who've got Cam Johnson, who've got Mikel Bridges, who've got Jay Crowder, that can make Curry go. Mm, that's been his weakness all, for a while, um, Curry, yep. and he just puts them out of their out of his rhythm. Um, and then if we go um, to Utah, Utah is any team that can go small ball. Like the Phoenix, and you aren't going to really stretch there. Yeah, stretch Rudy and and really put him out of his comfort and zone. And when I say like opens up the yeah, lane for I, everyone, when I'm saying Kryptonite, I'm like even in let's put it into perspective for Australian listeners as well with AFL. There's always that one team that, you, that a team can never beat. Like I'm yeah. not saying they're going to lose to them every single time, but they struggle. These are the teams yeah, that they will match struggle up really, really yeah. well. And the their good players have the same good players on the other team and then they struggle to yep, go against them. exactly. So they these are the teams that get a push in, in the crunch times. Like yep. they could, it's like when Curry and Golden State went 73-9, and nine, the weakness was always at the small forward position because Harrison Barnes and Eagle Dala had to play against LeBron who was in his prime, like that moment in that series was prime and Clay Thompson had to guard Kyrie Irving and Draymond ha- couldn't help out because he had to guard Kevin Love on the perimeter. Like, that's the teams that match up differently. Yeah. On the East, Nets, any team that can play defense. Yeah. <laughs> any team that can play defense. Because yeah, they're not getting many stops. They won't get stops. So if you can turn your defense into offense, into, into de- offensive transition, you get to usually be right on pace. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with Nets is when they get hot, they get up and about, they're hitting big shots, they get lippy, they get chirpy on the bench. It's hard to beat Brooklyn up Brooklyn. But, perfect example, we saw the Knicks versus... Um, Brooklyn the other night, and that was a great game, and it was two different sides, defensive mentality side and an offensive mentality side. So, um, which Knicks are pretty, like, I could see them, they're a bit of a dark horse, but out of those six teams, I think Nets have the best offensive possessions because they've got three fluent scorers in Durant, Harden, and I would say Paddy Mills is pretty fluent on his shot. Um, Then you've got Bucks, all right. So Bucks' weakness is 
Yarn, any player that can get Giannis into foul trouble. So, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Yeah, so, and Bucks have got an identity of now being tough, bully basketball, but it's hard to bully basketball when you've got a Nets team that can just fluently score. Yeah, so, you, so that's where Giannis sort of gets into into foul trouble because he, he doesn't like to lose that no, battle either. So, it, with Kevin it, Durant, if he hits fire... Giannis is going to keep getting closer and closer. Yeah, as as viewers though, we love that. Like yeah. Giannis, KD. Oh, if that's an Eastern Conference Final, oh my God, you can cancel all my work. <laughs> I'll be sitting with the popcorn watching that game because Durant will have thirty five and Giannis will have thirty five, yeah. and I'll probably have ten rebounds each and maybe no, eight assists. And <laughs> yeah, they'll go at each other like Durant coming up, cross cross, pull up, three, bang, nothing. Giannis catches the ball, drives, makes Durant foul him, dunks it. And then Heat are the other team. I think Heat just lack the star ability. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Butler, as good as he is, he's not he's the not fluent yet. scorer. He's not your out-and-out star. Nah, he's like, he's an A-minus. They've got a yeah. couple of A-minuses. They don't have a Durant or a Giannis. But, um, and they can go very cold very quickly on the offensive end. Yeah. But in saying that, all six teams, all six teams have their kryptonite, but the, all their... They've got way more positives than negatives. Yeah, I I agree. They're massive massive chances to take out the championship, and all of them playing extremely well. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, massive massive season coming up, and um, obviously to make it a bit bit funner, let's uh, let's take a look at some take it or leave it. So we we both put together a couple of trades, and let's see let's see what we can come up with to. To maybe maybe tighten up the the conferences, maybe add another team to a contender list, or maybe even a couple of teams w- with a big win win trade. Yeah, so I'll let you go first. I've only got two, and mine are pretty simple. Uh, yeah, all right. I've I've actually only got one, and I think it's the the one that's probably the most important trade, and it's a big win win for two for two teams. Okay. That wanting to be contenders and should be contenders with who they have. Okay. Yep. So I've got I've got a big trade with. With what's been talked about as well with Philly and Boston. So you got Simmons obviously in it. Yeah, so yep. Ben Simmons. But on, on Boston's side, I've also got... Um, so Philly are going to receive Jalen Brown, Josh Richardson, and a couple of picks. Yep. Boston are going to receive Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, and Shake Milton. It adds up some scoring ability to their shooting guard position with some defense, and then Ben Simmons is going to control the floor. We're going to take the ball off Tatum a little bit and make him play. All right, so let, let, let's, let's, let's have a look at the break this a bit more. So, obviously, it's two stars in Brown and Simmons. That's yep, your trade. That's, yeah, that's your big trade. And then, yeah, we've got some additions talking, around it. Are we talking second-round picks or first-round picks? Uh, a couple of first rounds to, to, Bo- uh, to Philly. Yep. And then probably two second-rounders back to Boston. Okay, so I don't mind that. The only thing, Shake Milton is pretty high value to get yep. back. So um, so what, yeah, see, Josh Richardson is, is a good shooting guard as well at Boston. What I'm thinking is it's going to allow them to match the caps, so yep. it's going to make the trade work. Yep. Then we're going to allow both teams to, It's a, like I said, it's a win-win for both teams. Boston, Boston are going to get a playmaker, which they're desperate for. You do remember Richardson didn't work in Philly. That's okay. He can go back. He can go back. He can, he can be that. He can help it's on the defense. It's going to be different. Seth Curry, it's going to be yeah. different. I see. What I think for Philly is Seth Curry is playing out of his skin. Move him. Move him to your either to your point guard, and put Maxi back on the bench. They're still going to both play you twenty twenty five minutes. Then you've got Jalen Brown can play your shooting guard. And then, then you've got um, Tobias Harris, you've got all these guys, and then you've got, because um, they're going to spread the floor, and you're going to then allow Embiid to actually go to work. See, I reckon you might have to send two first-rounders to Boston, if you're feeling, to get Jalen Brown. Is J- I reckon Jalen Brown has a lot of upside, man. So, a- so do I. I love, I love Jalen Brown. I, I, hate, I hate having to trade him. I hate, I hate doing this trade. Because I really, really love Jalen Brown, and if it was me as a proper as a proper fan and everything like that, I would actually choose Tatum to go instead of Jalen Brown. Yeah. That's how much I love Jalen Brown. Ooh, big which is which is yes, uh, but I I think the upside for Jalen Brown is a lot more. I think Tatum's actually hit his ceiling. Okay. Where where so but 
I'll move past that because that could just start up a big argument. But um, so then I've got then I've got Boston receiving Ben Simmons. Here's my massive. Here's my big one. Ben Simmons is going to control the entire ball. He's what he's, Boston he's needs. He's what Boston have been looking for. They've tried Kyrie. They've tried Kemba. They've got all these guys that are coming in, but they can't play defense. That's the difference between Ben Simmons being a pure ball ball hog and a passer. Yeah. So on that, though, you have a look at their last three all-star point guards. You've had Kemba, like you said. Mm-hmm. You had Irving, and you've had Isaiah Thomas. What is their first mentality to do? Score. It's score. They're not playmakers. They need playmakers. They, yes, they got Schroeder, and Schroeder's filling that mould. But no, nah, get Ben Simmons. I'm but Schroeder right. can play in that two position as well. But you don't need to because he wants the ball, Schroeder. It makes it a bit hard. Yeah. Like, that's the whole Simmons and B chat all over again. Where Simmons can literally go, they won't need, They probably could get a stretch four and Simmons can seal in the post and, and, and go to work. And that's, that's he can the, play the Draymond role. This is the other thing with, with Ben Simmons at Boston. Right, they don't have your pure center that's going to clog up the lane that like like Embiid has done his whole entire career. Every time Embiid isn't in the game, Ben Simmons comes out and dominates because he can. He has room to move. He has room to make the lanes. He can he can kick it out or he can finish. Yep. Rather than only having the option of kicking out and then guys standing in his way, then you add then you add Thibault and you add Shake Milton as scorers and defenders which provides Boston with a lot of what they've been missing, especially because, like, if Jalen Brown's injured... I think it's a massive win-win for, mm-hmm. for both teams with Josh Richardson as well going to Philly, who, who can score the ball as well, which... And Bede and needs scorers around him to be able to spread the floor so he can go to work in the post as well. Yeah, I don't... The Josh Richardson piece is probably the most interesting part of it. And it's probably mainly mainly that part is to is to get that kick out just to make the deal yeah. work. But could you add a third team? Did you try and add a third team? I mean, you could, but I, I think it, I think it really works and it work, benefits both teams without adding another team. Yeah. So I, I think I think it would work, and I think it's probably a really good trade for both teams. Yeah. So I, I had Simmons and Thibault in mine as well. Yep. But I actually sent them to the Clippers. Oh, okay. So I um so Simmons, Thibault, and Jay Springer to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And Clippers will send over Bledsoe, Morris, Kennard. I did want to get Reggie Jackson, but Reggie Jackson's contract didn't line up pretty well. And you have to wait till December 15th as well. And also, they don't have a lot of um, picks left, Clippers. Yep. So they send three second rounders and one... Lottery protected first round, which they have to put lottery protection on. Reason for it. Simmons to Clippers. Clippers, without quiet the moment, they need another star to help Paul George. Yep. They like to go small ball, so Simmons can play the Draymond yep. Green role. Yep. He can literally play it. Thibault's showing that he's a capable shooter at the moment. He's shooting the ball all right, but he's a defender, which the Clippers, meant, the Clippers are showing that the more... Defensive orientated with a bark again in the center. Reggie Jackson is coming off the uh, coming back for Bledsoe to start a bit more, so he can defend. And Springer was just a little um, contract to work. I don't really know much about him, but this is where I think this works for Philly. This okay. is actually the a great, I think, amazing for Philly. Um, you get Morris. Yep. He is exactly what Embiid needs. He just needs someone to protect Embiid when Embiid gets hurt. Also, stretch the floor, doesn't need his touches, works hard on defense, is just a spot-up shooter. You get another spot-up shooter with Kennard. With, that goes well yeah. with Cork Mars. Imagine him beating the post that has Kennard in the corner, on the wing you've got Morris, and at the point you've got um, Cork Mars, and he's in the post, can't get a shot off. Bang, oh yeah, there's Curry in the other corner as well. Like, he gets shooters around him. Bledsoe adds that defensive toughness to come off the bench because you want to start Maxi. Yep. So you let Maxi keep developing into this really good point guard, scoring yep. point guard, gets his moments. He's I still reckon Maxi has a a little lower ceiling than what everyone's going. Oh, he's going to be the next all star. Yeah. I think he's yeah. just going to be a capable point guard yeah. in the league, which is fine. But Bledsoe, you get that defensive toughness on on the floor, and I actually reckon this will make them. Oh, I could see them jump the heat in my contenders. They will yep. jump the heat with that sort of trade, and you're getting you're getting capped back. So. Yeah. Those players only got one or two years left. Yep. So when they go, you've yeah. got 
you got thirty five millions right there, free up to sign a proper star to go with. To um, actually go with, with and Embiid. rather than and you're not fighting each other. Yeah, and you're stuck with Simmons. Now the reason why I think this will work for Clippers, like I touched on, is you're gonna have Embarker at the five. Simmons still plays a point, but to, on the de- on the yeah, offensive he can, end, he can play bigger. So, on yeah. the offensive end, he can play a, a point guard that goes in like a Joe sort of role where he creates or Draymond yeah. creates for everyone else. But the defensive end, he guards the point guard, which is what tortures him. Chris Paul torched them last season in the conference finals. Yeah. He guards that. Yeah. You get Kawhi back, you get Paul George back. So at your one, two, three, you've got the probably the five best perimeter defense players in the league right there. Yeah. You ain't getting threes on them. Yeah. They've got length. They're 6'10", 6'9", 6'7". Yeah. You ain't scoring. And then you've got a Barker... Yeah, you get Thibault as well on that team. Like that's a defensive yeah, dominant it's a backup side. Point, uh, backup shooting guard, defender as well. And the owner for the owner for the Clippers doesn't care about spending money. Yeah, he's sh- he's just gone and brought a brand new stadium. So I think that will work. And the other, I got two trades. Yeah, all right, let's hear your next trade. So we're well, talking about. Uh, hopefully, he's not in this one. <laughs> nah, Simmons not in this one. This actually shores up Golden State. I reckon Golden Ooh. State are lacking. A, Another big to help Draymond, a real rim protector. Yeah. You're playing Kevin Looney at the five, and Wiseman's not answering that call. Yeah. Right. So I'll no, not yet anyway. He might. He might eventually, but yeah. not right now. You got to win a championship right yeah, now. They, they want to win now. If you get a win, and you are get you are yep. get a, and you're in the window, bring in a rim protector. Bring yep. in someone that can stretch the floor on the offense as well. Yeah. So I'll be calling the Indiana Pacers. Going, I got Wiseman and Looney. You give me Miles Turner, I'll throw in another second, a couple of second rounders for Miles Turner. Yeah, okay. Reasons why Miles Turner is a great rim protector. Yep. He's he, showing that from his box box per game this season. Yep. But Turner and Sabonis don't work. Yep. As well, because they clog each other up. They're deep. It's just it's just a messy situation at Indiana. Yep. You free that messy situation up. You get Turner, who's get a doesn't need the ball to be dominant. Imagine a Turner screen instead of a loony screen, a Turner screen mm-hmm. on a Curry or a Clay, and then he just pops up and he's consistent from the three point line. He's dangerous. It also stops Aiton from dominating in late game yeah. scenarios. So when I look at trades, I look at if we have to play that team in a in a playoff series in the last three to four or five minutes. You got to look at the other contenders, don't you? Yeah, yeah. They got to have Aiton. That's our weakness. Well. We'll get Turner in and measure that up. Now, Wiseman and Looney will be good service players for Indiana. Rick Carlisle sh- has shown in the past, because he's the Indiana coach, that he can groom big men into good players. Look at Dirk. Yep. Look at it. He wasn't young when he took over, but just look what he did. And then all you have to look at is when um, Rick Carlisle was at Indiana in his first in, Jermaine O'Neal. Made Jermaine O'Neal one of the best big men in the league at the time. He should have won MVP if he didn't get suspended from the Palace and the Malice. So, yep. I think it's a win-win trade for both teams. I think for both my trades, I'm pretty pretty happy with it. Yeah, I quite like that trade actually. But yeah, um, all right. Let's that's a fair fair chunk of the NBA. I think yeah. we've covered today. But so yeah, let's, quick break. Let's go have a quick break and and we'll come back and and hit the AFLW. All right, and we're back from our from our quick break. Uh, just gonna jump into the AFLW now, and we're gonna have a look at the fixture. Yeah, it just released. released. So yeah, yeah um, few few big games. Um, Pretty shocking, uh, I reckon. They could have had a round one mega blockbuster games, but Ash, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a bit dis- I'm a bit disappointed they don't do like a a grand final rematch or or even yeah the. Eight, I know, well, my first take is how does Brisbane not get a home game after winning the grand final? Like, yeah. you got to go travel to West Coast. Uh, but we'll start with the first game, Saints-Tigers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Tigers will give them a, give them a bit of a touch-up, to be honest. So. Yeah, oh, I think the opposite. I think Saints, Ooh. really. But um, we'll, do, we'll talk about tipping a later date. But, Ash, you wanted to talk about fixtures today and stadiums and stuff like that. Yep. This game, Saints vs Tigers, at Skybus Arena at Frankston. Yeah. Um, this is this is the thing I've been I've been a bit disappointed with the AFLW with the with the stadium choices and and where they're going. I know I know they're trying to get the get the game around the local clubs and um get the games around the local like local Brass to roots. their to their um like where they where they're based. Yeah. But I, I just think they're losing a lot of a lot of their um. 
attributes and skills with with the stadium choices. A lot of a lot of these places have big wind tunnels. They're like when I go and watch the VFL or, or anything like that at Casey Fields and and those sorts of grounds. There's just massive wind tunnels, and even the VFL players in the AFL kick it out on the full at least five to ten times a game, which is for a v, for a VFL side, which is coming into close to an AFL side, like with the with the style of players and some of the quality players they have. There's just it just really reduces the skill attributes. And so what you're saying, just to just to add on your point, if they played in like an a stadium like the G or Optus Stadium or Marvel Stadium. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna boost up the um the watching factor. Yeah, people are gonna love to see the elite women running around the game and and getting to actually see them prov- like prove that they should be in that at that elite Hitting level. Targets. Hitting the targets. I bet you any money at at all at all their training sessions they barely miss targets because they're running around training the house down. But as soon as they come out to these sorts of grounds and there's no stands in in the way like the like the men get to get to achieve with, you know they they just don't get that um, that factor of being able to being able to provide the show stopping ability that they should be able to as the as those number one players in the in the country. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with Casey Fields. Everyone knows that left pocket to the. Um, to, right near the grandstand, it, yep. come, it nearly hits the grandstand ten times, <laughs> ten times a game, which is great for the fans because they get a touch of the footy. But you know that you don't want it to be going out on the full no. middle of the ground. Well, you don't want it stuck there for fifteen minutes. Yeah. out of fifteen. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, and you like they can't get it out of there. It just, like you just can't get it to the other side. Yep. So you know, well, it makes me a bit con- like they go, oh, because we're playing in summer. There's not going to be too much windy conditions and stuff like that. Yeah. But we we live in Melbourne. Yeah. We but, get four seasons even, in one day. <laughs> I'm sure it happens all around the the country though, as well, with the other grounds and some some of the other grounds, like not being able to use the well, say, for example, yeah. the Gabba the whole time or Optus Stadium. All these grounds are provided for the AFL players, where the AFLW players don't get that show stopping ground, where people want to come and come to the stadium and actually see the game. So, Ash, I want to ask you: Round one, the first game on the fixture, tick or pass? For the first oh, game. I think it's, yeah, bust. Yeah, I think uh, it's a big bust. I, I think there's so many, even even for the first round picks, they could have played a, uh, like a Melbourne Dogs. Like round a, one. That, round would have, one. that would have been an awesome game. Or yeah. like, you could have done D's versus Blues straight off the bat. I know Collingwood and Carlton usually play, but D's versus Blues, Taylor Harris going up against a new side... That's just that's that's yeah. sal- salivating like TV yeah, it's, watching. It's everyone would have tuned in and yep. watched it or gone to the ground and seen it. And, and I can t- guarantee, um, and this Carlton would have smacked him. And smacked this, Steve's this, this is where the this is where the ground comes into play. That would have been the perfect game to play at Metricop, Marvel. Marvel Stadium. Sorry, yep. and, and you know you get. You get that factor of they actually get to play on a good ground. Everyone wants to go there and see it. They can showcase their abilities. Big ground, big atmosphere. But I'll play devil's advocate here. The reason why I think the AFLW can't get the marvel is because the Renegades play their home cricket there. Yep. So I can see that maybe being turf. I'm not 100% yeah, sure on cricket. But there's got to be I'm ways they can work around it. The, the AFL own this ground for a reason. And that if they're saying that they want to build this game and they want to build the women's league up, they've got the ground there to utilise. Play as many games as you possibly can at that ground where we actually can see it. It's a proper ground. It's maintained to an elite level, which they're trying to play. They want to they wanna make the game bigger and better for the equality and make, make everyone um, want to watch it. Make it so they're actually playing on the grounds that people want to go and watch at. No, I, I totally agree. But my other thing is just the fixturing. I was really pumped up to see the first round. Like I've seen the rest of the games in the season, and some of them are yes ticks and some are big no's. But they stuffed up so many potential matchups. So I'll start with North. You could have North versus Pies. Because if you went D's versus Blues, North and Pies, they're rivals. Yep. They're, they're building something. And they don't like each other. Some players left to go to North. There was a bit of lippiness in the in the final. Like you could have had, if you didn't get um, uh, 
uh, what's if you didn't get dogs and D's on a Friday night, you sure as hell could have had Pies versus North. Yep. So Friday night, Pies versus North at Mal- at Marvel. You know Pies fans come out in droves. The girls' program for North Melbourne is very strong, which Kangaroos fans are very supportive and very upbeat about it. You would I can almost guarantee you would have had forty five thousand there. I reckon that's a big, that's a big you had thirty thousand there. Their, their, their per game average was only two. Yeah, but you had thirty thousand. You had thirty thousand at Collingwood versus Carlton in the first game of AFLW. Mm-hmm. You had thirty thousand for a grand final with two interstate teams, Adelaide and Brisbane. Yep. There was potential to you could easily make the case for the um, Demons and Blues just with the Taylor Harris factor. Yep. You had storylines. If you want to sell AFLW, you got to have storylines. That's a storyline. You've yeah. got to make that. The other game that I actually can't wait to watch, and I'm, it's the only happy game I've got on the fixture, is Freo versus um, Crows. And it's yeah. a late-night game, like on a Saturday night. That is a great yeah, matchup. See, that's a good fixture. Yeah. Like, that's right where it should be, a primetime Saturday night where people can watch it. And the other good game in, in Suns and Giants, like that, they've got a little bit of a rivalry going as well. That's a good one. Um, hopefully, but, hopefully, Gold Coast can show up. Yeah, I th- I hope Suns can get an, a win this season. But how does the, a team that wins a grand final play against a team that finished twelfth last year? How does Brisbane go versus West Coast? Yeah, like how do you have a, a, a pretty poor, pretty poor, and realistically probably going to be an easy start to the season? Exactly. So why wouldn't you put Brizzy versus Adelaide or Brizzy versus Dogs or Brizzy versus North or a game where? There's a bit of rivalry, like even at Collingwood Brisbane at the Gabba or at um, in Brisbane on a marquee night, yeah. you're gonna get supporters there. Yeah. Like I know I'm I'm a homer with Collingwood and selling it, but Ash, I'm very disappointed in the fixturing, but doesn't derail me from being excited. Yeah, today. it's definitely still exciting, and I, I, I'm loving I'm loving the fact they've moved the the game's up earlier as yep. well and the season's starting a bit earlier obviously keeping it more away from the other sports as well and you know we're we're going to get more more footy more do you reckon they listen so, do you reckon yeah, they maybe, listen <laughs> maybe they heard you maybe, maybe they could go up a bit further as well in, into december and i mean they're still playing on harder grounds in january and stuff anyway so i mean what's it what's the difference i'm sure they can still get them get them softer and and get them better that way um, we're going to jump into have a look at some of the some of the leaders that have been that have been picked as well. Um, oh yeah. But but in saying that, while we're going to do that, we're going to play a little game called uh, which captain am I? So I've got I've got three captains here. So um, which are, which have already been picked, and we're just going to learn a little bit about them at the same time, and and hopefully hopefully you know a bit about them, and let's see if you can get any of them right. Yep. All right. First one. I've got, I was the first draft pick at my club. Yep. I'm now the captain. Yep. Two, I've played the equal most games for my club as well. Yep. <sighs> Three, I'm only 25 years old and I'll give you a little hint, I play in the midfield. Ali Blackburn? Incorrect. Ooh. I'll give you one more guess. Yeah. Um... Play in the midfield. Got drafted by my club. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, it's not Dates Pierce because she plays on the half back. Um, oh, Randall from Adelaide. Incorrect. Oh, Haley Miller. Oh, Hayley Miller from Fremantle. Newly okay. appointed captain. Yep. So she's yeah. Um, yeah, that's something. She, she's. She's on on track. I think she's equal with um, Katie Bowers as oh, well. Right. So yeah, on on track to hopefully possibly reach the the fifty fifty game mark this season as well. There's like, a, few, there's a few few of them. Few of them gunning for it to be the yep. first one. Um, and yes, yeah, she's. Uh, I mean, she's she's flying and only on the improve. But only yep. twenty five years first old. First year, well, so. first year as captain. Yeah, yeah. Taking over Antonio, and she was a very good leader. Yeah, passing on the ranks. Very happy with Freo at the moment. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I've got my second one. So, yep. I've made two times All-Australian teams. I was picked up from the St. Kilda Sharks out of the out of the draft. And I debuted in round one, 2017. So, the first season. Yes. Yep. 
Okay. Oh. No, no, yes, it was. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, St Kilda Sharks. Two-time All-Australian. Oh, Randall. Incorrect. Oh. It's Bree Davey. Oh, yeah, you would. <laughs> you would. Yeah. <laughs> we so, Just so everyone knows, it's a bit of an inside joke. When he was doing these, I was like, well, you got to put Bree Davey in. He goes, no, I won't. No, I won't. He goes, I won't put Bree Davey in there. So yeah, he, I, thought, he thought he knew her, knew her too well, so <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I'd get him. I uh, actually thought two-time All-Australian. <laughs> the only person that came to mind was Bray David. I was like, nah, he said he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> you dog. You should, you should know me better than that. <laughs> you you definitely that. know me better. <laughs> um, all right. And the, 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 the last one. Last one I've got. All right. So I've been a captain or a co-captain for two out of the three seasons I've been in the league. Mm-hmm. I debuted in only round one, 2020, and I was drafted out of Norwood. Um, this was a tough one. I mean, massive, massive thing being it, either a captain or a co-captain, two yeah. out of three years yes. you've been in the draft. Yeah, so it would have been a... Would have been... I'll give you a little hint. It would have been, obviously, a mature age person. Yeah, so... Was it Day um, from GWS? Nope. Oh, that was Alicia. Ava. Uh, Ava, sorry, Ava. Yeah. for there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Victorian club. I'll give you that. Oh, thank you. Yes. Uh, so considerate. <laughs> so, so considerate of you. Alright, so, oh, um, Brennan. Incorrect. Oh, Zero Swan- from three. Swanson. <laughs> Hannah Priest from St Kilda, which I think is a humongous effort to be a captain to yeah. that three seasons. Uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, the, there's three captains. There's a, there's a few other ones. There's a few other new captains um, being so far, um, which is Brianna Conan. From from Brisbane, um, and obviously Hannah Priest was only was a co-captain last year, and now she's a, a solo solo captain. Yep. Um, and then the other one was Haley Miller, which was your first one. So she's a she's a new captain, like you said, taking over from um, Sons? Antonio. Sons have they, have they named? Uh, their they haven't. Yet? They haven't named theirs yep. yet. Uh, there's, so there's still a couple unnamed. I'm a bit um, of a homer. Pies went with Steph again. I'm really happy with Kyochi and yep. Bree Davey. Like, they're pro- both good leaders in their own right. But Katie Brennan from Tigers, yep. great leader. She yes, is. Yep. Um, Daisy Pierce still still going as yep. a captain there. I was a bit surprised with... I'm not going to lie with Daisy Pierce. I thought pa- Pax, Paxman or Paxson, um, their vice captain, yep. thought she really stood up when Daisy wasn't there. And I wouldn't mind seeing a bit of a co-captain with that. Um, yep. Emma Kearney. Yep. Yep. North. Yes. Yes. Yeah, North. Yep. She's a. She's very good. I really yep. like and her. And uh, reigning reigning uh, captain of the year, Ali Blackburn. Ali Blackburn. Star. Got it again. Yeah. So, Absolute um, star player. Yeah, which is great. Which um, is good consistency for them as well. Hopefully, wanting to push up the ladder as well again. So, um, yeah, there's a few, few, few good picks there. And I like I like the consistency with a lot of teams. They've, they've gone again with the same captain, and obviously a few new ones, which is exciting for the clubs and. And look into the future. Yeah. Um, but and obviously Fremantle, a twenty-five-year-old captain as well. Um, Collingwood obviously have Bree Davy, twenty-six years old. You know you got all these sort of mid, like middle-aged. AFLW is so, starting to sit into a good position yeah. now, where the transition is going to be a lot easier from mature age to young player. We're in a good position, and on that, it's I'm going to be a lot of good. Um, <laughs> cohesion with the teams with the older players and now the younger players coming through yeah. so there's going to be a lot of that um cohesion through the teams so last week ash i got you to do your um after the draft your power rankings for your team yeah i was like i don't want to miss out on the fun but with with aflw with it being right around the corner i do have team and players yeah i did eight teams for um for the power rankings and yep. i've done 10 for the players so Oh, we've we'll got to go. Bit... We'll just stick to eight and eight, though. We'll uh, just, eight and eight. Yeah, we'll just oh, go eight and eight. 
No, we'll go yeah, eight I and eight. But we'll then I'm left my my last two players. No, that's okay. We'll go eight and eight. If they didn't make the top eight, then then they can they can work harder to get in there. Aaron Phillips, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, Aaron Phillips. <laughs> Britt Benici, I'm sorry. But um, all right. So at number eight, I've got the Dogs as their eighth best team in the league. I think their draft was okay. If you've got um, uh, Lamb and Ali Blackburn in your midfield, I think you're pretty strong. Yep. Um, but they they've shored up some of their backline stuff and their mid, midfield uh, forward line stuff. Um, Burke also said that it was a more of a rebuilding year, and they only they were mathematically still a chance to win to get into the finals on the last game. So I've got them at eight. I've got Emma Kearney um, uh, as the eighth best player in the league in my power rankings. Averaged twenty disposals a game. Yep. She was 11th in metres game with a footy. She was 9th in inside 50s and 10th in clearances. So she's a winner of a ball user, gets it in there. But the best thing about her is she, she's a great deliverer of the footy. She can kick the footy a good 30, 35 metres and lace out targets. Yep. Seven, I've got the Blues. I'm really up and down with the Blues at the moment. Losing Hoskin, losing Taylor Harris, having a bit of an exodus of players. But they've got a culture there with, um, with their back line. They've still got some star players uh, in pa- pa- uh, Presparkus, but Blues at seven, I think that's right where they should be. Yeah, you don't think they'll drop down? No, I think their their best is still better than the worst off teams, but their worst isn't a bet like... As good as the better, better teams. teams. Yep. Um, at seven, Monique Conti. I actually got to see this girl play basketball, and she was an absolute star basketball player, and she's only put that into the footballing... Um, industry. So he's top 20 in disposals, 8th in contested possessions, 7th in handballs, and 4th in inside 50s. Yeah, which she, is good. Which she is a rich... She, when Richmond are playing well, she's getting the footy. Yep. If she's having a bad day, Richmond are no chance of winning. If Richmond want to win, Monique Conti needs to be top 5 disposal getter. Um, and being a bit more consistent, you reckon? No, not consistent, because she is consistent. I just think getting more of it. Like, yep. don't... She's your star player. Give your star player the star fo- the footy at all times as much as you can, like yeah. every other team. Uh, six Frio, I I had Frio. Frio have a chance to jump up. They went with a new captain, like you said. Yeah. Um, Bowers gets another year in. I think she's going to dominate. They they get their injuries back. In the last two seasons, they've been one of the best teams in the league. This is where it gets a bit hard. But Frio, if they have to travel, I think they struggle. But if they get some um, some more home games. home games, because COVID really screwed them up last year, mm-hmm. they'll be flying. But at six, Ali Blackburn, she was fourth in inside fifties, ninth in meters gained, and thirteen in kicks. But doesn't even explain half of it. She is a tackling machine. She gets the footy. She's a leader, and she's the most like obviously being the captain of the year for the All Australian yep. team last year. She is feared among other women in the league. Whenever she gets the ball. Players don't want to tackle it. She's a machine. She is great. And she's very smart. She's creative with the footy. And she is the difference between a good win for the dogs and a bad loss for the dogs. Yep. At five, I've got Kangaroos. I reckon Kangaroos have the one of the best teams from start from the spine, from full back to full forward and ruck. Yep. They've got some crafty forwards. Um, but the one thing that they do lack is when they need to score, they can't. So yeah, I've got okay. them at five. At five for the best... Uh, five for a player, Maddie Presparkas. She is a freak. Average twenty-one disposals. Big, big fan of, this, of her, aren't you? Yeah, no, yeah, I think yeah. she's she's the definition of a girl playing footy from under tens all the way up yeah. because her footy brains and how she delivers a footy. She's the best kick in the AFLW. Yeah. There's no one better than her. Not not the longest, not the um, fastest. She hits targets and she can go left and right. She's yeah. twenty-one disposals a game, eleven contested possessions, and. 3.8 clearances a game. She is Huge. She's the real deal, and she she was the youngest player to win the um, best and fairest. Yep. Four, Pies. Pies defensively with um, Schleiser and Livingston at the back and Ash Brazel going back, they're going to be fine. They're going to be getting Butler and um, Allen coming as well. Yep. I think they're going to be great defensively, but their midfield is the talking point. You've got Bree Davey, Brett Benici, um, Lambert, and you've added in... Fredericks to go on the ruck, and you've got um, Downey as well, who came from Carlton. So you've got yep. your midfield sorted. You've also got Ash Sheridan and um, Sarah Rowe in the forward line, two Irish girls that can kick goals. But Chloe Malloy is the focal point. I'm very scared for any team to go up against the Pies. 
Paxman, from, Karen Paxman from Melbourne at my fourth best player. Fourth in disposals, third in kicks, second in score involvement. So every time she touches the ball, she's a freak. Third, third in inside 50 as well. She's... Yeah. She, I like right, I'll, said, sl- I'll, slow, I'll slow you up a little bit. You're yeah. just going, going crazy here. With your, no, no, your, your I'm just, tongue, I get a bit excited. Po- I'm a bit excited. To about it, out of your mouth. <laughs> We're getting close to but, the top. I'm getting excited. Yeah, no. She's one of, she was really close to winning um, Best and Ferris last year. Um, she, I think in, the, she, in the league? In the league, yeah. The league. So she's midfield. She's the main reason Melbourne do so well. She's yep. uh, as you can see in our in the list so far. It's midfield, midfield, midfield. But yep. you didn't let me go to number ten, Aaron yep. Phillips as a forward. <laughs> but no, this is it's also really plays midfield. No, Aaron Phillips pinch hits, <laughs> all right. But she plays forward as well. Um, at three, I've got the Crows. I know they played in the finals um, last year, yep. but losing a few players with the COVID issues. But they also now have to travel a bit more. Yep. We've got them. I wasn't actually impressed with their draft, unlike you. Yeah. Um. So I've pegged them down a bit, but Crows will always be with Aaron yeah. Phillips. With um. They're gonna be tough. Yeah, tough opposition. They won't. Yeah, they won't lose. At three for the player, Jasmine Garner for Kangaroos. Mm-hmm. Another Kangaroos. She plays mid forward. Very tough around the ball. She was a former Collingwood player. Went over. She's second in clearances, fourth in marks, and she gets involved and hits the scoreboard. You don't really get many midfielders in the AFLW hitting the scoreboard. Yeah. And she's she's quite tall. I can't remember the exact height, but she's very hard to bring down. She's number three. At two, I've got the Demons. I thought, like you said, Ooh. Taylor Harris yeah. coming in. Healthier, Daisy Pierce. She gets another preseason after pregnancy. Yeah. You got Paxman. Demons are loaded. This is their year. If they don't win it, I think that's a bit of a loss because the last two years I've had so much heartbreak and now... They're right in it. Yep. At my... This is where it gets pretty funny. At two for the players, she won the league being enough. Bree Davey. Yep. Third in clearances, third in contested possessions, first in disposals, first in handballs. She is a machine. Yep. She gets the footy. And it's actually quite funny to watch her in a game because she screams at her teammates yeah. if they're not in the right spot. <laughs> She's very demanding, but she demands more on herself as well. And she got rewarded with... The AFL best and fairest. So yeah. I'm happy with Bree at two. At one, Premier's Lions. They are the best team. I can't. I reckon they could go 10-0 and 0 before, in the, before finals. They are that good. They put a lot of pressure on, a lot of small forwards, heaps of tackles. They've got them. They don't have, like, the, the star player. They have star players, but they don't have, like, a Bree Davey or yep. number one player. Let's say. They've got a full team of champion players. Yeah. They're just they're a champion they're team. A team. They're a champion team. They play for each other. They play for the coach. They are the team to beat. They'll probably be number one for the whole year for me till they lose. Yep. They're that good. At number one, Kiara Bowers. I think she's the best player in the league. There is with her, um, I reckon she will get double up again, like I said in the other pod. Um, but she was number one in clearances last year. Fourth in contested possessions, tenth in disposals. And number one in tackles. So not only does yeah. she hit you hard on the on the offensive end, she won't let you go on the defensive end. She runs hard. She covers a lot of ground. She plays tough, but she gets disposals. She moves the footy around, and she's a great leader. And which is what you want for you from your from your star players yep. at doing it on both ends, where some 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 star players just just want to do it on one end, and they don't want to. They don't want to help out, and they want somebody yeah. else to cover and that. Cover like I back. said, she gets tagged, and she technically she sometimes becomes a tagger as well. So she's tagging the best player while getting tagged. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. She's that good. She gets the footy. You're almost guaranteed to get a hit of target. She's one of those players that every time it, she touches it, turns to gold. So I really uh, that's my power rankings. I'll probably adjust them every month or so, or. Every second week because there's always going to be informed players. Yeah, teams up and down. But that's my preseason rankings right there. I, yep. I do like um, Lions. Um, I think it's going to be a Brisbane versus Melbourne grand final unless something drastic happens in the season. Yeah. Um, but yes, no. Um, any ob- obligations with that? Any, no, any disagreements? No. I, I mean. I mean, I still think there's a few up and coming teams as well, and coming out coming out of the draft as well. I, I think there's a lot, there's a lot that can happen, and as we see in in a lot of sports, there's a lot that can happen throughout the season as well. So, 
I'm, I'm excited to see how your power rankings stand up. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to see how your player rankings for your players stand up as well. And, and hopefully hopefully some players can prove us wrong. Hopefully some players can come up and, and knock, knock some players out of those spots and and provide a, a massive... Are we good for our podcast? <laughs> so, yeah, so... Uh, but yeah... Um, I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to kick off the season. So obviously Jan seven coming up quickly and yeah um yeah it's a, it's going to be a massive start. It's going to be very very good and the rest of the fixture is out on the socials on AFLW. So make sure you have a look at the fixtures. Download the app as well. Have a look for them. Keep in touch. Um, Ash, you and I actually got to book tickets as well because there's a couple of games we can actually go. Yeah. Um, and take the girls. So. But no, I'm I'm all done on my end. Are you are you done? Yeah, I yeah, just want everyone to obviously make sure you're you're liking liking the Facebook page at the Footballer Podcast. Uh, make sure you get onto Instagram as well at the underscore football foot underscore baller underscore podcast. Make sure you like and follow us on that and give, it, and give us a share. follow on Spotify. Yeah. Um, share it around to your friends as well if you if you enjoy it and yeah, hopefully tag us in it as well. Hopefully we we'll can give you a shout out. Yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll we'll catch you all next week, and yeah, we're bye for now. We're excited. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 